St. John chapter 4, verse 29. Come see a man which told me all things that I that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? Uh, you Bible readers know this story. And I hope I can say something that will be a help to you. Verse 29 says, Come see a man. <clears throat> We get caught up in this life about what it means to be a man and what it means to uh, be masculine and things like that. And, uh, but I'd like to show you what a real man looks like. I'd like to show you about a man that can change you from the inside out. I'd like to show you about a man that can take somebody that's broken and make them whole again. And so this story tells about verse up at the beginning of the chapter, it talks about how that Jesus must needs go through Samaria. If you study the history of the Jews, the Jews and the Samaritans didn't get along. As a matter of fact, the Jews hated the Samaritans and it goes all the way back to the time whenever Rehoboam and Jeroboam had their differences and Judah and Bethlehem went with Rehoboam and the other tribes of Israel went with, went with Jeroboam and they had a difference from that point on and then it went on down to where that uh, it, they were captured and by the Babylonians and taken down there. Maybe we preached on that some the other night. And they begin to intermix and mingle and begin to take wives of the, of the Assyrians and things of that nature. And the, the Israelites looked at them as somebody that polluted their gene pool. They looked at them, they despised them, and they hated them. As a matter of fact, if they had to go on a journey and it was closer to go through Samaria to get where they wanted to go, they would go the long way around to keep from going through Samaria to have to deal with any of those folks. They hated them. And here's Jesus, a Jew, and the Bible says he must needs go through Samaria. Sometimes you've got to go places you don't particularly like. Sometimes, now listen, do you remember Philip? The Bible said that the Lord told him to go down to the desert, didn't he? Who would want to go in the middle of nowhere where nobody was going to be according to the way we think? And yet the Lord told him to go down there to the desert. And when he got down there, there was a man that needed salvation. Jesus must needs go to Samaria. And he went to the well down at Sychar where Jacob had dug the well and his children had drank and his cattle, and all of his people. And he sat on the well, and a woman from Samaria came to draw water. She had a water pot with her, and I'm trying my best to get to this, and I'd really like to let the Lord use me. And if if that's a failure, it's on me. It's not on him, and it's not on you. It's on me. But I'd really like to get to the Lord. And so... He asked the woman to give him a drink. And, he, and she said, 
what do the Jews have to do with the Samaritans? And you've asked me of a drink, and he said, if you'd ask me, I'd give you a drink of living water where you'd never thirst again. And that got her, got her attention. She said, you've got nothing to draw with. She'd already been drawn. <laughs> you've got nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. And she said, give me this, this water. And he said, go and get your husband. Just my words. And she said, I have no husband. He said, in this thou hast said, well, for thou hast had five husbands, and the one that thou hast now is not thine own. So apparently this woman had a history. Apparently this woman had been rejected. Apparently this woman had been turned away, had been turned down, had lived a life of disappointment and heartache and pain. But, but she met a man that was different than any man she had ever known. She said, I know that when the Christ comes, He'll tell us all things. <clears throat> she said, our fathers say that in this mountain is a place where men ought to worship. So if you go back and you read about the history of Jeroboam, he didn't want his people to go back to Bethlehem, to go back to Jerusalem to worship, so he set up altars in Dan and in Bethel to keep them from going back down there. That was her father's. And ye say that in Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. And I've heard people, I know there are people that believe that the church will gather back at Jerusalem. But I'm here to tell you, this is what Jesus had to say about the matter. He said the day is come and now is that true worshipers must worship in spirit and in truth. The same spirit that was on the altar at Dust Bottoms this morning. And we got to worship Him for just a little while. I'd like to worship Him again tonight. Wouldn't you? I'd like to, I've not thanked Him enough today. I've not told Him how much I love Him again today. I've not spent enough time just thanking Him for His blessings in my life. I met a man one day and he changed my life and gave me a new outlook. He gave me a new home. He gave me a clean white robe. He gave me, shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. He took my sin away and paid for the dead at Calvary. I met a man one day and he changed me. Satan will give you every reason in the world not to meet this man. He'll tell you, you don't need that right now. When the truth of the matter is, is he's all you need. He'll tell you, well, that's not the way your folks believe it. That's what he told this lady. When the truth of the matter is, it's how everybody ought to believe it. We were in a day of tolerance where we're supposed to be tolerant of other people and their beliefs. And if they believe differently, we're supposed to be tolerant. I believe we're to love everybody. But Jesus said, I am the way, Amen. the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Amen. If you believe the King James Version Bible, that excludes any other way. Amen. All right. Pray on. Come see a man.
What good have you had in your life? What good things have happened? We get a new car. We'll drive it around. We'll show the people that we work with. We'll show the people that we go to church with. We'll show it off to our neighbors. And eventually, the new will wire off and you don't show it anymore. You build a new home. You move in and you invite folks over to see the fine place that you live in that you're proud of. But eventually the light bulbs burn out. Eventually, if the house sets long enough, it'll settle. And maybe the door frames don't, don't set just right. Or maybe there'll be cracks in the ceiling and things of that nature. And it's not as appealing as it used to be. And you don't show it off like you once did. But I've got something. I met a man. Come see a man that's told me all things ever I've done. I met a man and he gave me a gift. And it's you every morning. I've not worn out. I've not outgrown it. It's not frayed on the edges. It's eternal salvation. And it brings me joy and peace every day. Come see a man. So you know this Samaritan woman's story. She said, I know that when the Messiah come, he'll tell us all things. Jesus said, I am he. And she left her water pot, the purpose for why she was going down there. Yeah. You might say, preacher, why did she leave her water pot? That was the reason <coughs> that she went to the well in the first place. Yeah. She didn't need it anymore. She took the well home with her. She had that well down on the inside. He said, if you'd ask of me, I'd give you a drink of living water. A well springing up into eternal life where you never thirst again. I've failed him. I've come short. I've disappointed him along life's way. I've sinned. I've not done the things he told me to do. But I can still, when I get right down there, I remember one time several years ago, we went hiking up in Cosby and went up to the top of one of those mountains and there was a little trail off to the side of the Appalachian Trail and the guy that we was with knew the property well and he headed off down through that little path and at the end of that path there was some leaves piled up on the ground and he got down on his knees and he began to rake the leaves away and when he got the leaves raked away there was a little stream and in that stream the coldest clearest water you could ever find. I may have to rake the leaves away. I may have to clean up the trash from around the well. But when I get down there to it, the water's still good. She left her water pot and went running. We used to sing a song. Went running down to the city and said, come see a man. And you tell it enough. Yeah. <laughs> you can't ever tell it enough, no, can you? Come see a man. Now listen. She'd been married five times. And let's just put it in layman's terms. She was living with a man that wasn't her husband. Amen. She was committing adultery. We want to shame people. And we want to look down our nose at folks that are not living the way we are that don't dress the way we do. What did Jesus do? He gave her a drink of water. Amen. Come see a man. She wasn't a perfect woman. You never will be perfect. 
You never will clean up good enough to be saved. You can't get clean if you want to know the truth. You have to let the blood do the cleaning. Amen. It, what can wash away my sin? Listen to the words of this song. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We do laundry at the house. Mom used to do laundry and she'd use Tide and she'd try and she'd scrub on stains and stuff like that. She couldn't even get my sins clean. She couldn't wash them away and you can't either. It don't matter how much you try. It don't matter what you do. It don't matter if you make a, make a declaration. If you, don't, if you make a determination that you're going to do better and you're going to change the way you're living without the blood of Jesus, you'll get right back in the same old scene you were in to start with. It takes Jesus to get a drink of the living water. It takes Jesus to wash your sins away. It takes Jesus to be saved from a devil's hell. What was the song? Try Jesus. He never fails. All right. Come see a man that's told me all things I ever did. Is this not the Christ? Don't you think? We got several married folks here. Ladies, do you listen to every word your husband says? Gentlemen, do you listen to every word your wife says? Evidently, she must not have been able to get along with these men. They must not have been able to get along with her because she had had five husbands. And the one that she had had, the one that she was with them, was not her own. She had a bad track record. And I'm sure some of the husbands she was with had dismissed her, had cast her aside, didn't want anything to do with her anymore, and everybody in the city where she lived knew her reputation. Now you think about that. And I'm sure some of the people in that city had no doubt that they gossiped and talked about this woman and what a sinful life she had led and what a failure she had been. But when she came down through the city, there was a different countenance on her face. She was a new creature in Christ Jesus. She had a testimony that even though they knew what kind of woman she was, they knew what kind of life she had lived, they sat up and they took notice that she had been... That she had been with Jesus. It makes all the difference. Come see a man. I met him one time on my knees. And I asked him to save my soul. And because I came down and I asked for a drink, he gave me one. It's the best thing that I ever did in my life. Come see a man that's told me all things ever I did. Is this not the Christ? The change in this lady was so radical that the people of the city believed her. Now we're not going to stop right there. We're going to go on. You need to take the whole Word of God. Not just part of it. 
They went and they heard the man. She said, come see a man. Oh, you are to hear him. What a change. Look at me. I've got a smile. I used to be miserable. But now I've got a smile on my face. I used to spend every day in agony and pain and heartache. But now I've got joy in my heart. Come see a man that's told me all things ever I did. And he heard the testimony and he went down and did only believe because of her. But he heard the man for himself. He went down to see the man and said, Have you been down to meet him? Oh, come see a man. Oh, preacher, I'd like to lay my eyes on him. You will one day. If you don't come see him, you'll see him on the clouds. Every eye shall see him. Even the ones that pierced him in the side. Let's preach it on. I don't want to let you off there. And every knee shall bow. I don't believe that, preacher. I don't believe there is a God, you will. Amen. You'll bow on your knees to Him. Amen. And every tongue shall confess. They'll try not to. They'll run to the rocks and the mountains and beg them to fall on them, to hide them from His face. But they'll have to bow. And they'll have to confess that He's King of kings and Lord of lords. Come see a man. They went down to see him. And you know what they had to say to that sis? We not only believe because we heard you, but we've heard him ourselves. And we believe that he is the Christ. I know. Amen. I know. I know what happened, Marty. On a little half bed about two miles down the road here. John, I don't have to tell you. You know. I know, yeah, without a doubt. Marty, I don't have to tell you about what happened up at Baptist Tabernacle. Yeah. You know. That's right. Amen. Wendy, I don't have to tell you what happened right up here. You know. I know. In whom I have believed. And I am able, I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed to him against that day. What happened, preacher? I came, I saw, and I whoo, I took him home with me. Come see a man. We were called to lift up his name. We were called to bring good news of great things. Lord, help me never to get to the point where people dread to see me coming. I just want to bring you good news of great things. Now, if I pulled my socks and shoes off, you'd see some of the ugliest feet you've ever seen. But when the Lord can help me to preach for just a little while, 
they don't look so bad. What on earth are you talking about? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring good tidings of great things. I'm here to tell you about somebody that's great. I must decrease. He must increase. Who are you talking about? Come see the man. His name is Jesus. And he'll save you from your sins. You know what he had to say over in Matthew chapter 11? Come unto me. All you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what he's saying. You know what he said to me as a little eight-year-old boy? Come on, honey. Come on. John, I guess you was in your 30s or 40s, somewhere around in there. A grown man. And you know what Jesus had to say to John on a certain Sunday? Come Come on. Amen. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. What's the purpose of the yoke? If you don't have the yoke on the oxen, you'll never get the plow done. That's but if you put the plow to the ground, you can work all the stones out. You know, the seed, some fell on stony ground. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You know what that tells me? I'm going to get through this. That tells me he didn't save anybody to sit down. That tells me he didn't save you to run to the altar and run to the world. That tells me he saved you for a purpose. And that was to win somebody else to work the ground. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, and ye shall find rest for your souls. He's not going to save this body. Uh -uh. He's saving the soul. And when he comes back, he's coming back for what he left. That's the only thing that was left here when he ascended to heaven. His blood. And you know where that blood is. It's on my soul. Come see a man. I highly recommend him. We had singers here last Sunday night. We had people that came just for the purpose of hearing those folks sing. Bobby and Glory Bound was up at a church this morning. I'm sure there were people that came just for that purpose, just to hear them sing. You can announce some... Superstar in Knoxville is going to have a concert and they'll fill her full. I remember a few years ago they had Garth Brooks at the stadium down there and there was over 100,000 people just to hear Garth Brooks sing and he didn't save the first one. If they was miserable when they got there, they were miserable when they left. He didn't change a one. So I'm going to invite you to come see a man that can make a difference in your life. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to worry about hell. 
on and on and on, day in and day out. Now every night when you lay down, be afraid. And if you don't wake up, where you're going to wind up, where you're going to open your eyes, you don't have to worry about living in a world of hatred because you'll have somebody with you. Please, please, come see a man. You want more? The Spirit saith come. Amen. It talked to somebody here this morning. Amen. Do you know we had sinners all over the house this morning? It bothered more than one, pretty sure. The Spirit saith come. You know who else says come? The bride. That was her. This morning, right here. Amen. When you heard those testimonies and saw tears rolling down those faces, when you heard the shouts of glory, that was her saying, Come. Amen. The Spirit saith, Come. The bride saith, Come. You know why we meet? This is not social hour. This is not so I can have a chicken leg. This is to see sinners saved. And we are to be disappointed. Every time we meet, and what is not saved, we are to come expecting God to save every time we open the doors. We could run an ad in the Newport Plain talk and say, We'll give you a thousand dollars to come be in service at Dutch Bottles, and we'd have a packed house while we're offering. Something worth much more. Amen. If they'd just come see the man. If they'd just come see the man. How do I know, preacher? He knocks at your heart. I remember that heart about pounding out of my chest. I was so afraid. And I heard a voice. Now, preacher, you're not like Paul. Did you know he speaks to all of us? Yes, he does. Yes. He speaks to all of us. What did he say, preacher? He said, why don't you go and tell your daddy you want to be saved? I didn't hear him with these. But I heard that voice just as clear right in here. Amen. Spoke to me. He spoke to me. Number 92 in the green book. Jesus spoke to me one day. Praise his holy name. Mm-hmm. Aren't you glad? Amen. Amen. Hey, if you'll listen, he'll speak to you. Amen. If you'll listen. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what Satan tries to do. He tries to make so much noise where you can't hear him speak. He'll fill your world with anger and hatred. He'll fill your world with noise. He'll fill your world with the sound of alcohol. What is that sound? That's the laughter. Whenever you see those pictures of, you know, they never have shoulder drunk in a, in an alcohol commercial. Do you notice that? They're always young. They always are good looking. They've always got a smile on their face. 
They never show the poor soul that's lost everything. They never show the homes that are broken. They never show the lives that are ruined and in misery. That's where that stuff leads. But if you'll listen, if you'll hear the voice of the Lord, why well, hear His voice? Of the Lord, what's it say? Why? Well, Hear his voice to, if you hear his voice today, harden not your heart. Amen. He spoke to me. Told me exactly what I needed to do. If you'll listen. If you want to be saved, listen. 201 in the red book. Oh, listen, don't you hear? Oh, listen, don't you hear? Someone is knocking at your door. And the chorus says, listen, sinner, listen. Oh, listen, won't you open wide the door? Based on the scripture in Revelation, it said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus will not Amen. grab you by the hair of the head and drag you to the altar. Amen. He will not make you be saved. He's not an intruder. He's waiting on you. Mm-hmm. Let him in. Come see a man. I'll be done in a minute. My wife worked with my mother. My father-in-law worked out there too. I was in the car with mom and we stopped up there one day. The first time I'd ever seen Tammy, she was standing in the parking lot after Morrison printed. I could say that was a good day. May the 7th, 1993. I held my firstborn right here. I could say that was a good day. We had another one. February the 17th of 98. I could say holding that baby in my hands that God had given me was a good day. And we had another one, April the 14th, 2000. I could say that was another good day. When I met Jesus, that was a great day. Amen. When I met him and I asked him to be my Savior, it's the best day of my life. Yeah. And let me tell you what he told me in his word. He didn't walk off and leave me. I was never alone from that point on. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake. I met my best Amen. friend when I was eight years old on a hot bed. Amen. My dad, I was as close to him as anybody could be. He had to leave me. But my best friend, I still talk to him. He still talks to me, Gary. When I am my heart, he's my best friend. How'd you meet him? Come see a man. There was an old preacher told me that I had to be born again. He preached to me about hell. There was a Sunday school teacher that loved me and told me I need to be saved. She loved me up and she held, she held me and she told me about Jesus. 
and a very personally come see a man. I wish you would trust him and ask him to be your Savior. The best friend I've ever had. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I didn't finish that, did I? The Spirit saith come. The bride saith come. Let him that is the thirst come. Are you missing something? Yeah. You're, are you incomplete? Are you searching for something to satisfy you? Are you thirsty? Let him as his thirst come. And if that didn't cover you, let whosoever will come and take of the water of life freely. Bless you, Lord. Salvation is free because Jesus paid for it for you. Jesus paid for it for you. Amen. All you've got to do is come see him. How do I get there, preacher? He's nigh to them that are of a broken heart and will save such as be of a contrite spirit. Now, I don't believe in dragging and tugging and pulling and things of that nature. But I believe that the Lord will set conviction upon your heart when you need salvation. Amen. There'll be a desire down in there for something that you don't have. And he will show you what you don't have and why you need it. He'll show you hell. Mm -hmm. He'll show you where you're going. He'll let people that know the difference talk to you and tell you. He showed me that I didn't have it. I've told this, I guess, a hundred times since I've been here. Right here's where we sat at Rankin. Third pew back. And they did exactly what John did this morning. And John, I appreciate you falling over this morning. Amen. They called for the church to come up on the altar. Here went little old eight-year-old ignorant boy, Mike, up and around the corner. And there stood the saints of God. And I stuck out my little old hand. And their hands was twice my size. But when I looked up, I realized I had something I didn't have. Big tears rolling down their face, even though they had a smile. Amen. How could you smile and cry at the same time as tears of joy, Sarah? Amen. They had something on the inside that I didn't have. Did you see it this morning? Did you see it in the people that you love around the altar up here this morning? Did the Lord show He'll show it to you. The only way you're going to get that off of you, the only way you're going to get that fear out of your life, the only way you'll be satisfied way down on the inside I've never met anybody that got salvation and wanted to return it. No. It fits perfect the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you won't have to ask me if you look good in that. You already know the answer. Yeah. <clears throat> the only way you'll get that fear off of you, the only way you'll ever be satisfied 
is to come see a man. Come see a man that's told me all things. Preacher, you don't know my life. You don't know how I've lived. If people only knew, I'd be so ashamed. That's okay. I don't need to know. We've got deacons here tonight. They don't need to know. We've got preaching brethren here tonight. They don't need to know. And as far as this man I'm preaching to you about tonight goes, he already knows. He already knows. And he loves you anyway. Amen. And he's speaking to you. And he's telling you to come see him. He don't care how many times you cussed. He don't care how many times you drank. He don't care how many times you've committed adultery. He just loves you. And he wants you to come see him. Isaac sings the song. I'll tell you the best thing I ever did do. I laid off the old coat and put on the new. The best thing I ever did was I came to see the man Jesus. Preacher, I just don't know if he can make a change in your life. He did this woman. I preached to you about how her testimony influenced her whole city to trust Jesus. Remember Legion, the crazy man? Legion, the man that ran around naked in the tombs, that cut himself with lancets and bled. People tried to talk to him. They tried to chain him down. They tried to help him. Nobody could help him until he went to see a man. He came to see the man Jesus. And the next time they saw him, he was sitting at the feet of Jesus' clothes and in his right mind. And they couldn't believe the difference. Remember the blind man whose parents the Pharisees brought before the council? They said, tell us, is this your son and was he born blind? And the people that knew the man said, I think that's him, but something's different. Remember the man that sat at the beautiful gate of the temple and asked for alms? Above the age of 40 had been carried and sat down there every day. Never walked a step in his life. And he came to see a man. Preacher Jesus had been crucified by then. He had already ascended into heaven. He came and saw a man. Silver and gold have I none, but such and you know what I've got here? I've got Jesus. Yeah. I wish you'd see him. <laughs> Come see a man. That man had never walked in a step in his life. Immediately, his ankle bones received strength, and he went running and laid into the temple, praising the Lord, having uh, having John. And having these other, having Peter on one on each side, had him up. I could just see him with his arms around him, shout and praising the Lord. Oh, it wasn't because he could walk; it's because he had been a man. He got saved by the grace of God. Amen. Come see a man. You got trouble? Come see a man. You got heartache? Come see a man. Preacher, I've been saved 
But I've just life's just been so hard. We've all been there. You know what the problem is? You forgot to look for the man. I will lift up my eyes toward the hills from which cometh my help, my help cometh from the Lord. I get aggravated. I'm your pastor. And I was aggravated just this week about nothing concerning the church. Got plumb out of, out of, been out of shape over something. Until I realized nothing in this life really matters anyway. All that matters is what God can give you to do to help somebody else. Amen. Come see a man. Let me tell you about this man. Can you give me about eight more minutes? Come see a man. Let me tell you about this man. You want to know what a real man was? This is what a real man did. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. He bought our salvation with his blood on Calvary. He was beaten. He was scourged. He left the splendors of heaven for me and for you to bring salvation. He was spit upon. He was beaten. He was chastened. He was scourged. He had his whiskers pulled. He was beaten about the head with a reed. Smote about the head. He was smote. And they said, blindfolded him, smote and said, prophesy. Tell us who it is who smote you. They made a mockery of him. They put a crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe. And God nailed and said, hell, hell. And laughed in his face. But I'm telling you today, there's not a man, woman, boy, or girl that doesn't need to come and see the man. You don't have to believe the way I believe. You don't have to be a Baptist. We can differ on a lot of things. But this is what this man had to say. You must be born again. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Must. Must. Have you been saved? Have you met this man, Jesus? We've got a young lady at this church. She met one of her heroes, I guess you'd say. And nearly every time you talk to her for more than two or three minutes, she'll tell you about it. I wish she'd meet my hero. Amen. Yeah. Now see, she didn't mistake that person for someone else. She knew exactly who that was. If you meet this man, Jesus, you'll know who he is. Mm -hmm. There's no mistaking him. There's no, well, I don't know. There's no, well, I'm not sure. Yes, there are some lookalikes. 
Yes, there are. Satan has them here. He said he'd deceive the very elect if it were possible. But did you catch that last part? If it were possible. Matthew chapter 24 says when they say he's in the desert, don't they go? How do you know the difference? You know you've passed from death into life. It's because you love the brethren. Amen. When you meet this man, that's one thing he does. He makes you love everybody. Because if you don't be like him, he loves everybody. Mm-hmm. Come see a man that's told me all things ever I've done. Is this not the Christ? What are you going to do with him? I remember Zane Stewart, when we had our 100-year celebration, he preached this message, What Will You Do With Jesus? had a different text, but I basically preached the same message to you tonight. What are you going to do with him? Are you going to come to him? Let me tell you a little bit more about this man. He is despised and rejected among men. You want some scripture on that? I was talking with Robert here a couple of weeks ago. He's the stone that the builders rejected. But now he's become the head of the corner. You see, friend, you just don't go to heaven. You can't get there on your own. You cannot be good enough. You cannot be good enough to your neighbor. You can't do enough charity. You can't do enough good deeds. Ye must be born again. What's that mean, preacher? Be saved. What does saved mean, preacher? That means rescued from hell. That means a lifeline, a bloodline sent out to you to redeem you so that you don't have to go there. Because that's where you're headed if you don't come see a man. All right. Mark, you did you feel like playing this verse? Sung a song back in training union tonight. Do you know, my Jesus? Have you heard that he loves you? Won't you come see him? While Marquita plays this verse, it'd be a good day for you to get saved. And you sure do need to be saved. You need to talk to the Lord. You need to tell the Lord that you need salvation. You need to talk to him and you need to tell him that I don't want to go to hell. Would you save me? Talking to the Lord is just like talking to me or talking to talking to your friend or talking to your mom or to your dad. It's just sitting down and talking to him and telling him what you really need. Prior is actually very, very simple. It's a sincere desire of your heart. Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel that they might be saved. That's what we want to see. We want to see you come see a man. Come talk to him. Come tell Jesus that you need him in your life. How about it? 
you were to die right now, where would you go? Have you met the man? Have you called on him? Have you asked him to be your savior? Or are you just drifting along with no hope? Because without Jesus, you have no hope. How about it, friend? Would you like to be saved tonight? Would you like to call on his name? Would you like for him to speak peace to you? Take my hand, precious Lord. When the journey is drear, precious Lord, linger near. population will go there. The majority of the people we know will bust it wide open simply because they've never come to see Jesus. Never come to call on Him and ask Him to be their Savior. What are you going to do? Are you going to go to heaven? Then you'll have to go through Jesus. Are you going to go to hell? All you have to do to go to hell is sit still. That's it. Just sit right where you're at and you'll slip right off in there. And once you're there, I can read you right out of Luke chapter 16 beginning at verse 19. There's no way out. Please don't go that awful place. There are people at this church that are praying and calling out your name to the Lord. There are people at this church that would give anything for you to come see the man. There are people at this church that have shed tears on your behalf, asking the Lord to knock at your heart so that you wouldn't die lost and undone without the Lord. Don't you want him right now? Won't you trust him right now? I wouldn't lie to you. It's the best thing I ever did is trust in Jesus.